guys, welcome back to another episode of She's That Girl podcast. I'm your host, Ashton Ferris. Today, I have a special guest with me. I have another man. Can you guys believe it? This guy, his name's Luke. I actually went to high school with Luke. He was a foreign exchange student. So you guys are going to hear his voice in a second, and it's going to be all foreign, and you guys are going to think it's hot. Um, but he lives in England. Um, he owns a ton of gyms. He played professional basketball for 10 years. Um, he transitioned out of that and now is a business owner. So hello, Luke. Thank you for coming. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, hopefully the accent's not too, too deceiving for everybody. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Um, okay. So let's just dive into it. So tell me a little bit about the transition from playing professional basketball to owning a business. Like how did you, how did you even know that you wanted to get into fitness and the gym and all of that? Um, to be honest, I think with with playing professionally, everything drives you towards fitness in the long run as a whole. Um, so towards the end of, no, like say the end of my career, I'm still young, but the end of my end of my career as a whole, started looking into personal training and doing online coaching. So I picked up a couple of um, commercial sites that I went into as a PT. Um, kind of worked my way along the management line into assistant managers and similar to yourself then kind of you're working for that commercial ladder and you're you're unsure if you want to work for somebody else's dream etc etc um so then just kind of looked into what it would cost to build my own site and speak to the right people and make sure kind of the funding's there but also that it's um it's a feasible option the last thing I wanted to do was go into it blind and then six months down the line close my site etc so um that's the main thing that got me into it initially um and then since then, it's just snowballed and got bigger and bigger. And it's it's the industry to be a part of, especially at the moment, because health and fitness is, um, especially in the UK, health and fitness is such a big thing. Um, so everybody needs to go to the gym, whether it's for physical health or mental health. It seems to be stemming everybody in that right direction. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what are some of like the biggest obstacles that you've come across in being a business owner so far? Um, the initial bit is probably self-doubt because you've never tried it you go into it and so many people go into it with their eyes closed and then five maybe even five weeks if they make it especially from a personal training point of view if you set your own business up you go into it you see everybody online and you hear these things that people are making money and they're doing well so straight away week one comes and you've not made any money <laughs> week two comes and you've you've spoke to everybody in the gym and you're convinced nobody wants to pt Week three, you see everybody else is PTing around you and you're still there saying, okay, maybe it's, it's not for me. Months down the line, if you if you give in after week two, week three, week four, then like you've said, I think previously, you don't prosper if you've quit. Whereas if you kind of give it all, um, do your research into it, know that it's actually going to take a little while to build your business, yeah. um, regardless what business it, business it is. Um, it seems to work quite a lot better. And I think for me that the self-doubt was was there initially, but having the personal training business and, and kind of being that guy after week two, week three, um, it made a lot more sense going into it when we, when we started opening the sites because we knew that we'd have to get business, we'd have to bring people across. Now, the first one was a small studio, so people naturally came over because they were from either my PT business or guys that were in a part of it, they'd, they'd come across. And then after, after site one came, site two was naturally a little bit bigger and now the volume that we were up to, we just put a sign up and straight away people are like, oh, okay, and they register with it and start to right. start to come in. So once you get past that self self doubt initially, <laughs> I think that's the biggest one. Once that's gone, it's a scary obstacle because you have to go out from 
knowing that every month the paycheck's coming in from whoever is paying you to then sitting there thinking, right, hang on a minute, if this doesn't work, there's no paycheck coming in. Right, exactly, exactly. I think that's huge, right? Because when people get started, they're like, people think they're going to be this millionaire overnight, and that's just not how it works. So how did you get over self-doubt and like those voices in the back of your head saying, you should quit, you should give up, you should try something different? Like, what kept you going? Um, as, as cringy as it is, perseverance always kicks in because I, I, I don't like giving up. I'm always, I've always been competitive. I've played competitive sport from probably before I could walk. So it's always good to have that, that edge. But then if you surround yourself with the right people and you, you speak to people within the industry who give you the answers for things that you're actually doing right there and then, you sit there and think, well, hang on a minute. If I'm doing what they're doing, I'm doing something right. So they've been in the industry 10 plus years i've been in it six weeks there's probably a reason why i'm now close to quitting but they're still still within the industry i think um in the uk especially at the moment take it from a personal training level the it's so easy to get your qualification and being head of a business where i'm interviewing pts on an almost daily basis you you get the understanding of who is ready to persevere and who just has got the certificate to become a personal trainer because they enjoy the gym but actually doesn't have any business knowledge and wants to actually kick in and persevere off the back of it mm-hmm. yeah so, so i think the biggest thing when it comes to being a personal trainer an online coach or something tell me from your experience from, from interviewing a bunch every single day, you really need someone who wants to take care of and help other clients, right? Like you can't go in it with the mindset of wanting to make all of this money right off the bat and you look at your client like a dollar sign because I don't think if you if you do that, you're not in it for the long haul and you just don't have the right reasons of getting into it, you know? So what are some of the things that you've heard from personal trainers that are phenomenal that you're like, you're going to make it in this industry? and what are some things that you've heard that you're like yeah you're not going to make it a week <laughs> if for i pretty much go with two two open-ended things to start with one is why do you want to be a personal trainer because then you can get an idea and if the first thing they say is I, i've always enjoyed the gym as much as that's a great answer if you just leave it there it, it's not a great answer. <laughs> i totally think so, people say that all the time i just don't enjoy, enjoy the gym i'm like yeah same but that's not that yeah. can't be it <laughs> No, exactly. And then I always go with probably a a typical interview question, like from a business point of view in the first month, two months, three months, six months, where do you see yourself from? Not necessarily a client number as how many bodies you're going to get in, but from your business. Don't even need to talk financial, but where where are you going to be at what what stage? Mm -hmm. And if people start throwing around unrealistic numbers, then fantastic. Some people can come in and give me after six months, I'm going to be earning I don't know, 40,000 I'll have earned in that that period of time. And Mm -hmm. for some people, it can work. Mm -hmm. And you have to kind of be fair enough and say, you know what, that might potentially work for you. However, Mm -hmm. out of the 20, 30, 40 people that I've interviewed over the last week or so or or over the last few years, there's been one out of that many people that's made that that money. The rest are kind of a little bit scaled back. And I think getting that realisation. But then also you can have the flip side where you get people that are, well, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to have one client after six months and you're like, right, okay, buddy, that's great. <laughs> yeah. But you, you're, you've you told me you want to make it your business and your livelihood, not just, you don't just want beer tokens for the weekend. So you, you need to <laughs> figure out what you're going to do to actually build that business and keep clients coming in. That's yeah. the always red flags. But then if you flip that on those questions, if you've got probably a little bit more realism going into it, or you turn around and say to me, well, I love the gym, but 
and then kind of like I've always enjoyed being in the gym environment so this makes natural sense because of and it's always the additionals everyone can give you the short closed answers and they're fantastic for tests like you tick a box you've said well done but in an interview and in, in life I guess you need just just that little bit more personality right right we've talked about this before we were talking about this over a text I think a few days ago where it's like what sets you apart as a personal trainer you know like you yep. can get workouts literally anywhere these days you can get free workouts on youtube instagram facebook you can get nutrition anywhere there's always like the next greatest thing you know keto weight watchers whatever it is but as a trainer as a coach i think we've discussed this before is like the one thing that sets you apart is you no one is you and so even if you do go into a traditional gym and you're a trainer in person or online you kind of have to set yourself apart in a way that's going to want people to come to you not for your squat form because you can get that anywhere but because yep. you are either a going to take care of that client and invest yourself in them and make sure they see results or you're not right and if you don't set yourself apart you're just not going to make it, you know, like the industry is so Definitely. huge right now. I think in the UK and in the United States, fitness is kind of a trend right now too, where it's like, yeah, it's cool to do it, but in order to actually make it, if you want to make it a business, you've got to give it your all, you know? Definitely. So. I think from when I started PT in the UK, so I, I moved back obviously from, from yourselves, call it yourselves. You can have the whole con the whole country for now. Um, <laughs> two thousand nine, I think it was. I moved back. Yeah, I graduated two thousand nine, so I moved back. Um, so I started PT in two thousand fourteen, I think it was, alongside basketball initially, with the view of getting all of my clients are going to be um, elite athletes that want to do strength and conditioning work rather than average Joe, which is pretty much the the main base of my client base when I started, which is great because it gets more people into it. Um, but it is always that little bit that sets you apart as to as to why. If I go into, so we opened a site in January. So it's great opening a site in January. It's naturally busy because new year, new me and all of that stuff <laughs> always works. So we opened it. It was in an area that was, was um, heavily populated as a city with gyms, but that's, that kind of side of the city didn't have very many. And I mean, you've seen it. We've, we've kitted it out nicely. So it's... Um, oh my it's, God, you guys. You guys have to go to his Instagram. We'll tell you his handle at the end. The gym is phenomenal. They do not have gyms like this in the United States. Like, I was like, what is that, a club or a gym? Where are you? He sent me a video and I'm like, hold on. What is that? It we're, looks we're, so we're working, cool. We're working on it. We're working on it. Um, I love it. No, we, we, we opened it then. So naturally, business picked up. Um for me as as being part of it i could stand at the front speaking meeting greeting everybody if i was a personal trainer i probably could have picked up from day one 100 200 300 sessions which my team on that side did to the point that they're extremely busy now however picking them up straight away is great well done you've got somebody booked in for for one session or they're going to try especially if you're actually in person with them but it's then um, retaining and actually keeping them part of your business and I think that's where the why comes in because yeah. like you said I can go online right now and I can get a workout for from my toes my cars it doesn't matter what it is I can <laughs> right. work every part of you out yeah. however what's going to keep me accountable and hold me accountable all the way through and that ultimately is is the trainer and if you generate that that bond and that relationship with your client one through results but then two through you, mm -hmm. you're naturally mm -hmm. going to have a client for, for life and you're more likely to get to the end of their 
quote unquote goal mm -hmm. and then by the time that comes they've already created another goal because they enjoy working with you so much and they've seen the results and the difference whereas online or people that don't have that wow quality about them they'll they'll do a I don't know what a four-week block or a monthly group and then at the end of that it's an awkward conversation where the trainer's going okay perfect well next month and the client goes oh yeah yeah we're, we're going to call it a day actually because I've learned everything I need to learn so that's right. that's massively important I think that's the same with business that the why you so yeah. if you yeah. if you link it to restaurants because I don't know your, your big gym chains over there but if you open a uh, again excuse me if you open a KFC in England <laughs> everyone will go to KFC but if you open Luke's Chicken next door you'll get a couple of people go, but not many. Right. And it's the same with, with my gyms now. You open them, people start to recognise the brand or, oh, yeah, I've heard about that. I've heard good things. Perfect. Well, come and have a look. And once you're in, I don't even have to sell it to you. You right. have a look and you start. Perfect. Yeah, you've set yourself apart, right? People automatically want you. So that's cool. I love it. That's good information. So I want to transition a little bit into like, where do you think that playing professional basketball and just being an athlete for honestly the majority of your life, how did that help you become a better business owner or, you know, just really a people person too, honestly? Um, business wise, You'll, you'll be similar. I, I don't like losing, so I'm allergic to silver. I have to come first all the time. Okay, it wait. I have got to say this funny story. So Luke okay. and I went to the same high school, okay, you guys? And it was a small private high school <laughs> he was a foreign exchange student he was good at sports soccer football no, did you play football you didn't play football no basketball <laughs> basketball soccer all of the things well football i guess you could say right yeah. um so anyway so um like i said it was a small high school there was no girl soccer team as you guys know i played premier soccer uh for 16 years Luke doesn't believe me um and so in high school I played on the boys soccer team because I was the only team that I could be on during high school and competitive sports for soccer don't play during your high school season because you're supposed to play with your high school so the boys gave me a really tough fucking run during my high school years and Luke used to always make fun of me so that's why he's like well you can really and I just laugh because I'm like yeah well you used to make fucking fun of me man 100% but I'll go on record and say it like when when I got there obviously in the UK you have you play kind of mixed gender up to certain ages and then and then you split and if you want to play on a guy's team tough because you should play on a girl's team and if there isn't one go play by yourself that's how it used to be it's changing now <laughs> but when when I got there to to turn up and there was there was a girl training I was like oh, what I've, I've agreed to play soccer until basketball's come along coach begged not gonna lie he begged for a while so I turn up you were there and I was like right okay really what, what have I done and I'll, I'll, I'll give you credit you, you could play you you made the you made the team a lot better and you you surprised me definitely now I'll never ever admit this again so you've got <laughs> we're on record but, now but but yeah you you you, you had some some skills so <laughs> that's hilarious okay wait sorry I just needed to get that out there because it's funny when we're talking about sports now where I'm like you used to give me so much fucking shit man um, yeah. um okay so sports how does that help you like transition into business yeah, as I said, I think you, you have to have that winning mentality because that's how you succeed. Mm -hmm. um, there's different ways of going about it. You can kind of go too far and have the arrogant side of it, which I think we've probably all done. I definitely had from yeah. from a basketball sense, especially coming back here and playing in the UK. I was like, I've played in America. I've done this. You can't <laughs> tell me anything. And then after a little while, you realise that people from the States are coming over and are 10 times better than you, and so you need yeah. to keep quiet. So <laughs> you, you have to stay fairly humble with it, but... Right. Ultimately, that that winning mentality will always help because you you don't want to fail. Right. Um, 
and then I think from a from a people and a personal side of it, playing playing professionally is great if one coach and everybody like that likes you, but then if the fans like you, it's very difficult for a club to get rid of you if you have a bad season if the fans <laughs> Right, because so, that brings in the money. Hundred percent. Now, again, not saying I had many bad seasons, but we had one or two. <laughs> so it, it it definitely helped. So by being that likable person, spending the extra five minutes after a game to sign a couple of autographs, autographs, say hello to people, it's that then transfers into business because you spend that five minutes speaking to somebody that usually you would just nod and walk past, but actually you've said, "How's your day? How's your workout?" or They've come into the gym for the first time and it's fantastic. What type of stuff do you usually do? Have you seen any of the equipment? Have you spoken to the personal trainers? Do you need me to go through anything with you? And I think massively that that makes everything better because you have that experience from being a professional player, in my opinion. Right, yeah, no, I love it. I think one thing for me personally that sports has helped me become a business owner is just the dedication and the commitment, right? Like when you play sports at a higher level, you have to stay committed no matter if you feel like it or not, you know, and it's the same thing with with business. You have to stay committed no matter if you feel like it or not. So I think that's one thing as far as an athletic standpoint, where obviously we both have transitioned into fitness businesses now where it's like movement at its core is really the, the foundation and the base of everything, you know? So, um, I think that's really, really cool. So if someone is looking to start a business, maybe open a storefront as a gym or something like that, what would be like the top two recommendations for you have, you have for someone just getting started? Uh, number one is research. Definitely. It's, you'll get it in, in every industry. Like you said, it does not matter what business you open. If I turn around tomorrow and say, I want to open this business, I need to know what I'm getting myself into. It's not necessarily research into a gym so I go around and look at a gym and say right I'm going to get a squat rack here I'm going to do this here it's the behind the scenes what keeps it going how much is it going to cost me on a daily weekly monthly basis right how much do I then need to bring in to make even initially and then Mm -hmm. actually make capital off the back of it so research 100% um, and then the the enjoyment and the passion has to come with it if you don't enjoy what you're going into you'll, you'll know it from diets if you don't enjoy a diet or a diet plan someone's put you on two days and I'm reaching for something else right so where's the pizza it's exactly man the same. literally yeah. and it's exactly the same when it comes to business if you go right I'm going to open these gyms I don't actually like gyms but everyone likes gyms at the moment so I'm going to open one as soon as you hit hard times you're going to be like okay well I'm not actually that bothered so I'm going to pull out and I'm going to go do something else so right. so definitely research enjoyment pa- enjoyment and passion is one so I can get yeah. away with having two yeah that's good I love it those are good <laughs> things those are good things all right so where can everyone find you where do you have the most fun on social media how can we get to know more about you and where can people contact you if they have questions about opening a gym and stuff um instagram's probably the best it's um at luke j parker uh, number 8 number eight at the end (laughs) i'll put it Um, in the show notes so you guys can see it (laughs) that's it that's to be fair that's probably the only social media i'm getting old now so that's the only social media we really use um yeah so we'll go we'll go with that one but any questions that you have related to anything feel free to to add and fire across no problems answering anything i can i love it i love it i'll put all of his information in the show notes you guys thank you so much for tuning in thank you for listening if you do listen make sure to screenshot share tag us both so we can say thank you for listening um i hope you guys found it valuable and we will chat with you soon